Two minutes it is now after 8 p.m. And uh, we now place under the microscope uh, the province of uh, the Eastern Cape and Eastern Cape Premier Oscar Mabuyane uh, saying he will in- establish uh, Infrastructure Coordinating Council uh, to drive infrastructure development. You would have heard the conversation we had at the tail end of our business wrap talking about uh, the uh, ill-fated fortunes of Group 5 and uh, the Eastern Cape Province uh, is going to create this council to drive infrastructure development across uh, the sectors of the economy in the province and also establish a provincial investment council uh, to drive investment across uh, the uh, province. And uh, this, uh, some of the announcements made in the State of the Province Address over the last few days or so. And uh, he joins me now on the line to discuss some of the other uh, announcements and pronouncements that uh, I guess will uh, provide the lodestar and the blueprint for the 6th administration in Bumakoloni. Pichula, good evening, Mr. Good evening to your listeners. Thank you so much uh, for joining us. And uh, Premier, maybe in terms of one of the priorities that you flagged here, which I think uh, are, are vital if any of the uh, envisaged plans are going to emerge, and that's uh, the development of a capable, ethical, and a developmental state uh, in the province. And uh, if we are to look at uh, even just the compliance issues that were flagged by the Auditor General, in particular yeah. in the province of the Eastern Cape, it certainly indicates to us that uh, if indeed... Uh, the uh, province is going to become a capable, ethical, and developmental state. What are some of the things uh, that need to happen between now and, uh, uh, I guess, uh, the uh, end state or the success state of uh, that particular priority? Yes, but uh, you are right. Uh, we have a, a long way to go. Uh, it's an area that was a bit uh, limping, and uh, we've got to fix it. We've got our work cut out to ensure that... Uh, we really build that a very capable and ethical state. As long as you continue having a government that is characterized by irregular expenditure, fruitless, wasteful, and all that, uh, it tells you that something is wrong. And uh, the genesis of that, uh, more or less, is more from the poor planning and how mm-hmm. we plan. As long as we still continue with planning that is not based on empirical evidence, uh, that will continue. Uh, making us to kind of uh, being a uh, fumbling uh, as far as the execution is concerned. It's, a, it's a something that we've decided to look at. It. You definitely need to work out and inculcate this culture, uh, culture of uh, dedication, culture of uh, uh, selflessness, culture of uh, uh, sacrifice, that uh, the workforce, the kind of um, administration you have, it must be prepared to all all out uh, in terms of understanding that they are the privileged few. They've got a multitude out there that are expected to be served for them. So they, we're trying to bring, bring uh, that culture of servitude that people understand that uh, uh, capable state is a kind of a panacea to a number of issues that we mm. have. You need a state that is capable for you to be able to implement your vision. So the vision that we're articulating will be just useless, it will be just a rhetoric, as long as the kind of state machinery we have, it is not actually in line with what we seek to achieve. Mm. So we're working on that, uh, definitely taking into account, internalizing the challenges that we have, that we've inherited as well. Uh, you'd understand the complexity 
from our province, the administrations that were put together 25 years, sure. uh, the finding Trans-Sky, a way of uh, mm. bringing this culture of this government, mm. of the people, for the people, by the people. Uh, it would have been something that would uh, need an extra mile. But we are equal to the task. I must, I must say we are actually quite uh, uh, optimistic uh, that our people are willing and our people just need leadership. If that leadership clarity is there and uh, the leadership will to create conducive environment for everyone to work, we should be able to actually uh, go through uh, actually to the uh, hilltop of this mountain. Mm. So the times that are there, are surmountable, uh, you know, uh, they are surmountable, I think we'll be able to get over them. Mm. Now, now, one of the big things that uh, uh, the Auditor General Luzgali raised in, in, in the report that uh, he uh, put out, I think, sometime last week, is in relation to uh, the weak level of consequence management that happens uh, in many of our municipalities, some of those uh, uh, within the Eastern Cape. And one of the things you said, uh, Gwinde Toyako, is, is that we need to... Uh, talk less and do more and open up the lines of communication with our people. And that sometimes it seems, uh, which are the front line of service delivery and front line of governance uh, for many of our people, that uh, uh, things happen with impunity and there's no consequence. Um, uh, how is this sixth administration, uh, the sixth provincial administration, Asempuma Koloni, going to change that? The anarchist thrives through anarchy. Mm. And we've got to deal with that anarchic environment that is there, where people seem to be not know whose responsibility is this. So we've got to fix that. Uh, the kind of political instability, the high levels of ill-disciplined uh, administratively and otherwise, where people is easy to do wrong things simply because they say we were instructed to do. You can't be instructed to do wrong things. So that's exactly the point you are right. If local government fear is actually wobbling the way that it is now, we still have another challenge uh, at our disposal to, to, uh, to deal with. We, this is where we are weak. Our municipalities in the province are not really uh, performing uh, to a level where they're supposed to be performing, unable to spend the very critical uh, infrastructure grants that they have, where they spend, they go for irregular expenditure, all other things. It's a kind of a culture that we need to uproot, to confront, which is also more uh, actually emanating from the poor planning. Mm. How our municipalities plan at a point when they're supposed to execute their plan so that they spend at the end of the financial year and commit all these kind of things where you also see uh, elements of fiscal dumping, etc., so it's an issue that we have identified. It's an issue that we have crystallized in the state of the province address. We have been dealing with that, but we think that uh, it's an issue that we must arrest politically. So as long as we bring that political discipline, the revolutionary morality there for people to understand that they are there, both in the province and in the local government sphere, mm. we have said it and we will continue saying it time and again repetitively that People who are elected to lead, they must lead, and those who are appointed to serve, they must serve. Those who are uh, executing authorities, they must understand that you are MECs and mayors for you to serve and then earn a salary. You are not there to earn mm. a salary, then serve. Exactly to those who are appointed as administrators, they are appointed to serve our people, then earn salary. They are not appointed to earn salary than save our people. Okay. We've got to correct that sure. uh, kind of a culture in our people so that people appreciate what is it to earn a salary. 
you are not just spending a salary mm. because you wake up at eight, go to work after four, you knock off. Even if you didn't do anything today, you're still going to get a salary. You've got to work around that mm. so that uh, this element of conscience is brought up. This element of consciousness, why people are in a government of this nature, are in a government of the people, by the people, uh, for the people. The element of responsibility that goes with that, the element of accountability that is expected you know, from all people who are in government. Mm. So we've got to ensure that we deal with that. We're quite not happy with what's currently unfolding yes. at our local government. Similarly, at our provincial level, we are not functioning mm. optimally. So that's okay. why we have spoken about the issues of consolidating the integration uh, of our government okay. vertically and horizontally to Premier. ensure that we work Seamlessly, mm. we are efficient and effective at least uh, okay. going forward. Premier, I want us to pause there for a second. We need to uh, quickly... But when we come back, okay. I want us to take a look at uh, some of your economic plans. And the funas get strong by donors. I went to so that we can uh, be able to look at some of the, that existing capability. <laughs> That okay. existing capability, what do we do about that? Let's take this brief break. Give us a ring. And, uh, of course, Nina Bandu says, Punzana Nani Ngaapa for Jackson. Give us a ring. And uh, the Premier is here on the line. Uh, if you want to pose some questions or have any suggestions for him. Some throwbacks deserve a comeback, like Amakum Kedjela Moonpacks and even the greeting Uzit. That's why Hunters, the original side, is on a mission to refresh cool and bring back the old school. All you got to do is follow at Hunter Cider on Facebook, share throwbacks that deserve a comeback, and you could win some refreshing prizes. Hunters, refreshes like nothing on earth. Drink responsibly, not for sale to persons under the age of 18. It's 13 minutes now after 8 p.m. I'm in conversation as a part of our Under the Microscope uh, conversation this evening with uh, the Premier of uh, the uh, Eastern Cape, Luwawalo, Oscar Mabuyane. And uh, we're talking about uh, some of the key issues that emerged that uh, provide a blueprint and a lodestar for the plans of uh, Impoma Koloni uh, in the 6th administration. I'd love to hear from you. Give us a ring on 89 110 And uh, also going to be checking out some of those tweets, so do send them through on at MetroFMSA. You can use the hashtag MetroFMTalk. Now, uh, Premier, before we went to the break, I, I guess I flagged uh, uh, that uh, I want us to take a look at some of the key elements of your economic strategy here. A big chunk of that, uh, I guess, resting on uh, the manufacturing capability, uh, yeah. uh, be it the auto sector, and in many ways the province has become a home uh, for the auto sector. And then, of course, uh, some of the uh, old homeland infrastructure that one finds, Kotimbaza, uh, Esbilini, and many other places uh, in our province that uh, seems uh, for the last few decades to have uh, been functioning under capacity and uh, ideally has the potential to contribute uh, to his social challenges as now Zopai Pondwini, but uh, we seem to not have been getting it right over the last two decades. Indonesia, how yanza genzele ashugla yongo. You're right. I think we've just lowered our guard on this issue of economic development for some time in the province. You look at even how we've been actually budgeting the percentage that we've been committing uh, on the economic development uh, space. Uh, we have since actually reviewed that in the last uh, financial year for the medium-term expenditure framework, we've committed uh, $1.1 billion, uh, uh, for the stimulus package, exactly to look at how best can we stimulate the economy of the province, look at the areas where we can probably put more resources to really uh, ignite our economy to give us this kind of a 
the development trajectory that we are we are looking for. So we we we're looking at more to give more diversification from the uh, the automotive sector that has been very reliable over decades, mm. almost 60 years that we have been dependent on it. And that's why we've got this global competitive uh, plant here in the uh, form of Volkswagen in, uh, at, at Utenig as well as Mercedes-Benz here in East London. So we, we do uh, other areas that we should have actually long uh, invested on. If you look at agriculture, both at the primary as well as agro-processing, uh, we have not done much there. We do have uh, enough Arab land that can make us to the food market of the country. Uh, as well as probably the, 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 the so-called uh, the southern region. But also you look at Ocean's economy with our 800-kilometer uh, stretch uh, here, that covers almost the entire wild coast that must be tamed also that the people are also uh, developing where they are. You look at tourism, you look at uh, uh, creative arts, young people from Eastern Cape, they can only find greener pastures in Gauteng, mm. elsewhere, if they want to, to act and do other creative uh, kind of uh, opportunities. So we have a lot to look at. We are actually a province that is endowed with these kind of uh, uh, opportunities. Uh, it's a question of government creating a conducive environment, working with private sector, work more, create these opportunities, get people, so that we stop this thing of a, a labor uh, spending mm. a province where we get our people young as you are going to Johannesburg. You come back at 50-something, you can't do anything. That's the reason why Eastern Cape has got about 37% of its people relying on social security mm. grants. Unlike other provinces that are, are counting for 9 to 10%. Mm. Here, we take our people, this outside migration, our people live at an age where they can no longer be productive enough. They come back, they, can, they, they then rely to come for the whole year. They can't even bring money that can sustain them, mm. even in terms of their pension, because this has been designed like that by the sure. the colonial and apartheid spatial planning. We've got to reverse that, and we've kept this argument that uh, people in the Eastern Cape, they are a thousand kilometers away from the economic hub mm. of our country, unlike other provinces. If you look at other provinces, are almost in the 500-700 kilometer radius. It's only us and Western Cape and deliberately the apartheid system went to Western Cape, mm. develop Western Cape as much as they can, sure. isolate this one. It must keep on sending people to other provinces so that uh, for other people uh, to live. Just for living while they can still be economic uh, active. We've got to reverse and change that. Use these kind of uh, sectors of production that we have here. Mm. Develop, use this kind of government, the fiscal, the public purse. Invest it, uh, bring the, pri- the private sector, follow what president has led in terms of the investment promotion. We've seen your big companies, Mercedes-Benz, putting more than $10 billion, Volkswagen, ISO, Aspen. Uh, it tells you out there in the private sector there is willingness. They see mm. opportunity in the Eastern Cape. It's a question of us following through. It's a question of us connecting dots, have this master plan, have this blueprint, that tells where we are going to create conducive environment, make government work, mm. uh, both provincial and local, because as long as you still have red tape, bottlenecks, frustration of investors, they are sent from pillar to post at a point when they're supposed to make decisions, decisions cannot be made, there unnecessary delays of decisions. Mm. People are just resting on their laurels. They find it easy to frustrate other people. We can't continue with that. We've got to temper with that status quo. Mm. It can't be right. Uh, the attitude of saying this time around 
We must have learned uh, from the past, we've seen, we're building on the foundation that has been laid. We know where we're going. We've diagnosed the problem. Let's get a correct prescription so that we go forward and take our Tulsa. We want to build the Eastern Cape we want. An Eastern Cape that will be able to draw back its own while they still can contribute in it. We keep this argument that we might be peripheral to the center, but we are the center of the periphery. Mm. We will remain here, build this province, and continue to make it a connected province that is enterprising with boundless opportunities. Okay. Petula, let's pause there for a second. And uh, after the break, I want us to take a look at uh, agricultural production. Uh, seemingly, uh, there are two agricultures that one would find uh, living and uh, coexisting uneasily in the Eastern Cape. Uh, large commercial uh, agriculture, Cedarville, and uh, even in some of the northern parts of the Eastern Cape. And uh, yet you also see in the, the areas in the former homelands, uh, where we haven't in invested and injected the kind of energy we need to have done uh, in small-scale production. But before we take that break, uh, let me take a look at uh, 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 some of the tweets here coming through. Malwande Kungubele saying, I so wish they will also focus on the councillors in the deep rural areas, Gokad Corp, etc. Uh, there's no development and accountability in those areas. People are just there for salaries. Ngibane Unochaholo says, Dia, what is your plan on ensuring safety, water supply at rural schools and roads to schools and sanitation at rural schools? And lastly, when is the ECD practitioners uh, going to be made permanent? And uh, Petula will uh, get your responses uh, to those questions and also uh, pick up on the issue uh, uh, just after this brief break. Some throwbacks deserve a comeback. Hunters, the premium ciders, on a mission to refresh cool and bring back the old school. Can you refresh cool? If so, tune in to 9 to midnight with Sentley this week and join the coolest conversations to share your throwbacks that deserve a comeback. Follow Ad Hunter Cider and Metro FM on Facebook for more information brought to you by Hunters, the original cider that refreshes like nothing on earth. Drink responsibly, not for sale to persons under the age of 18. 22 minutes it is now and uh, still in conversation under the microscope uh, the fortunes of uh, the uh, province of the Eastern Cape and I'm in conversation uh, with the premier of that province uh, Oscar Mabuyane and uh, we are talking about uh, some of the things that ought to be done and uh, Pechula uh, let's maybe first address some of the tweets uh, before we get into the conversation around agricultural production and value addition uh, uh, within the province let's maybe take a look at uh, some of the tweets that are coming through here and in particular the tweet around issues of safety and uh, early childhood development centers and uh, when are we going to rationalize abantu abasebenza kula ECD sector so that sibaxabisa ngalendlela sixabise ngayo tishala sisebenza kulondo mcesi sisebenza kulondo kakhulu currently we are in that uh, transition uh, we where we are working with social development as well as the uh, department of uh, basic education to address exactly that but understanding that of course that uh, there will be even others who are younger very younger who might not necessarily be at a school in terms of the basic education levels but uh, we are addressing the issue of the early childhood uh, for instance about two weeks ago i was launching exactly that for our tambo about five, five, 55 million projects where we are building these early childhood uh, centers in that area we are continuing on an annual basis everywhere i'm just talking about one district now we are doing it every district annually, and we will continue with that kind of work. On the council accountability, is exactly the point where we are improving that, and we are actually strengthening it through our monitoring and evaluation. Uh, Operation Kaulesa unit that we are establishing in the OTP, that will be monitored through the dashboard to see to it that every word in the province, 705 words, we are able to have an access while you are here. Look mm -hmm. at what is happening, what is going on. 
through our integrated service delivery model, sure. uh, the operation was partisan that we have was strengthening that so that everyone wakes up at least when you sleep at night, you must understand that you have done something, you have made a difference uh, to somebody who was looking for an assistance from you. Water and sanitation issues, yes, it's a serious challenge in our province. Uh, we are happy that the president has actually consolidated this now, his presidential led uh, to ensure that uh, we really uh, eradicate all the issues of sanitation challenges in our schools across uh, the province as well. Water is another issue. This is the only province where you've got big rivers that are flowing from mountains down to the ocean. Mm. Uh, while elsewhere people are complaining about water, but that water cannot be drinkable. That water cannot be accessible to our people. This is what we are talking about with government when we talk about Zimbabwe, uh, um, multi peoples dam. That's the point, that we need to have this. The dam which was conceptualized in 1960, but simply because the Arapatate government was clear that if it can do that, it will increase agriculture, it will mm. increase uh, tourism. Therefore, that thing must not be done so that that area continues to send people to mining and uh, FM industry in, 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 in uh, Khaudet. Mm. So these are issues that we need to reverse. Uh, we must actually reverse yeah. uh, these imbalances of the past and ensure that we give our people an opportunity. These are natural. They are mm. there. It's a question of government creating uh, the infrastructure. That's why we are calling for political will. Some of these decisions, Arpatet took some serious, bold political decisions to create something where it was not existing. Mm. So government must be able to be willing to do so. That's the only way you can connect Eastern Cape to, to Houghton, 1,000 kilometers away. Because uh, yeah. it will forever be disadvantaged if you compare it to sure. other provinces who are 500 and 700 kilometers away. Mm. Uh, so it's mm. important that we look at that and uh, it must be deliberate from our national government as well, working with provincial government to ensure that we actually really put Eastern Cape under microscopic view. Mm. We work together. We address fundamental problems that are quite historical, huge backlogs that are here. If you look at issues of the infrastructure here, backlog, you are looking for something more than 150 billion for you to surface all the roads in the Eastern Cape, for you to bring water in the Eastern Cape. So these are not easy things that you can, you can do uh, them within five or ten years, but sure, working sure. together with the private sector, these are things that we can be easily mm. achieved. Uh, achievable uh, because now, people are willing yeah. to, to pump in the resources as well. But one, one, one of the comparative advantages of the Eastern Cape province uh, certainly has to be the large land mass and uh, 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 of, of the settlements that one would see in that uh, province, which of course naturally would lend itself, I think, to uh, agriculture. Uh, uh, and uh, yet we've seen this reality of two agricultures. I was making the example earlier on. If you look at how commercial agriculture in the Eastern Cape is uh, highly mechanized, highly capitalized, linked to uh, uh, local and export markets, and you compare that to uh, many of our people in the former homeland areas uh, working on uh, largely smaller plots of land, it is also uh, something by historic design. But uh, I guess the big question and denial on my end is how do we link that to the strategy that you've outlined of one earmarking some of the high-value cash crops, one of those being uh, cannabis and even things like avocados, macadamias and the like, and also providing support uh, to these people to also mechanize uh, their production in a manner that will allow them to compete uh, uh, in local markets and even for export as well. Exactly the point that you're raising. We've, we've, we've looked at those, we've looked at those, uh, those as, as niche uh, that we can really uh, explore. Agriculture, if we would have invested in agriculture in the Eastern Cape uh, years ago, would be better placed now. Uh, currently, Eastern Cape relies on these other uh, provinces, even on issues uh, of your school nutrition in schools, issues of your 
uh, food parcels that are given through Sasa, etc. The warehouses here yeah, are full of food that is actually taken from outside this point. It was, it was deliberate. The issue of not putting infrastructure, you need infrastructure for agriculture, you need implement, you need fertilizer. All these, when you talk more aggressively on, on agriculture, you must know then you must also create firms that must manufacture your fertilizers and others in the province. Then we are aggressive on that. We are looking at that aspect of agriculture as a major game changer for our province. We are looking at that. That's why we are talking about the Wild Coast SZ, which we are almost uh, finalizing in the area of um, Tata, where it is going to be based. Uh, looking at more to be focusing on agro, uh, the processing uh, uh, SZ there. Looking at these other uh, areas that we think we can industrialize to mm. them. You talk about your cannabis, you talk about your avocado, and many more. If you look at the belt in this case, you talk about maize production. You talk about the belt that covers your areas of Elliot, you know, Bomaclia, Yuki, mm. Matatien, down to Mizan. That's an area, and we should be able to focus. If you come to the kind of this border side towards the west, we talk about deciduous foods. We are currently exporting food here, but we cannot uh, produce uh, the food, the juice, food mm. juice in the Eastern Cape. But we are exporting yeah. food outside the country, your oranges and others here. These are things that we are looking at. This value addition, uh, the multiply effect uh, uh, that we can be thinking of. Okay. So we are basically saying, let's understand, let's stop talking much about microeconomics mm. at this level. Let's focus on microeconomics. Create these kind of things. Um, as we are revitalizing our agri-park, sure. as you were mentioning earlier, your Timbaza, your, uh, your Fort Jackson, your Butterworth, your Mtata, we are working with them with the GTI, GTI putting a lot of investment there, mm. together with the provincial government, uh, uh, activating them again, but look for investors to come on board and invest, sure. create jobs. We're going to be driving that quite aggressive moving forward, but also looking at your automotive sector for years. Uh, the area has been really transformed in terms of the participation of trivial, trivially disadvantaged mm. individuals. We are bringing them on board on the supplier, component supply chain to ensure that in that space we all participate. We talk about all inclusive economic uh, activity or growth in the province. So these are things we are looking for. We are going for that kind of thing. We are engaging on it. It's huge. Mm. It, uh, it talks about uh, multi billions internationally. Uh, here it can talk about almost 22% uh, to the uh, GDP contribution. So here in the province, it has been happening. It, it is rich, mm. and we haven't been looking at that. Currently, your car, car manufacturing are using uh, some of these uh, hemp uh, to yes. really yeah. process some of these uh, kind of uh, uh, components in their cars, both Volkswagen in the Polo as well as Mercedes in the C-Class. But that thing is here. We mm. don't exploit it, but we are manufacturing okay. these cars. Pichula, Jatemba, that, that intervention, certainly in the cannabis agro-value chain, is not going to displace Lamaklekwaza and Apaya Mambondwe, and uh, will potentially not. find a way no, no, to no. integrate them Absolutely into the value chain. Mm. We will be affirming them, actually. We are yeah. going to work on that solid social facilitation, uh, create that uh, uh, participation, Yabo, and make sure that we embrace them as we move along. Sure. We are not going to reinvent the wheel, but mm. we are going to make them uh, regularize that, follow through the process, make it a point that it is what is expected, and it is done for the purposes that are, that is intended to create this uh, medicinal use of it, mm. cancer oils that are coming sure. out of this uh, hemp, etc., etc. Okay, Petula, I've got some callers uh, for you here, and Maskalangos Pogaz, Jose Mondi, Pogaz. 
Good evening to you uh, and welcome to Metro FM Talk. Good evening. I am Onga Uyapila. Dipilila, this is Wamen Gozun Janwen. I'm good, thank you. Um, good evening, Honorable Bejula. Yeah. I am from East London and I hear all these um, things that you say we need to improve in the Eastern Cape and they're very commendable. Uh, we, but I have one question which might expand to a few others. You speak about irregular expenditure when in fact in the Amatole municipality, 31 people were dismissed. Some were suspended in the Tua region, but some were still getting paid and there were casuals that were getting paid even though the 60 were suspended. They went back to work thankfully. 31 was dismissed for merely asking when they will be paid in December. They were dismissed last week when they were given first written warnings on Wednesday. On Friday, they were dismissed. You have people in that 31 that are agricultural experts. I'm sure one of them is the contributor to that report that you are speaking about and all those programs in agriculture. You have professionals who are doing sports that will, that have contributed extensively in sports development and sports appeasement in the rural areas. All of those people were fired just for asking when they will be paid. The Amatole District Municipality is being run down instead of it going up and sustaining our 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 our, our province, mm. it is very disappointing. Uh, 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 and we, we ask that you you intervene, Petula. Okay. Uh, very disturbing. You have professionals that contribute extensively in the development of children in mm. the Eastern Cape region that drive sure. from East London up to the ends of the Eastern Cape trying to assist but all of them were fired and replaced in no time in no time mm. before they were even dismissed there were people who were sitting in their chairs okay. that are children of the councillors relatives of the mayors Spogaz. Spokaz, I think I, I, I think you've uh, framed the issue. Spokaz, uh, we'll get uh, Utia to respond to that one. But thank you so much uh, for that call there. Spokaz in East London raising the issue uh, at uh, play there in the Amatola municipality. Pechula, Mantato Westbini, and then uh, we'll get your response there. Azania, you are in Cape Town. Good evening to you. Good evening. Uh, good evening, Utia. Uh, yes, you know, the issue that I want to, first of all, I think the things that you have said in place are commendable. We must uh, encourage them. But one of the things that I feel the Eastern Cape is not being exploited is the thing that Eastern Cape is one of the provinces that inherited existing infrastructure that is living to development. Perhaps maybe the first thing is to focus on re-improving the, the, the infrastructure that is that is been existing previously. I'll give you a typical example. Growing up the crop and going and selling the centers 
that program needs to be revitalized. So it will show that the population is engaged on economic development, more especially around the issues of agriculture, and not okay. centralize it only to farmers. But sure. You must know that in Eastern states, traditionally, farming has always mm. been a household, each and every household sure. issue. Okay. Everyone has been farming, but if you come to Eastern states today, you see that the land is not farming. Azani, and then the last yes. please, my brother, be brief. Eh? Uh, we want to also give Nabanyu to Papate Kubezela Leo. The last thing is around the issue of infrastructure. Infrastructure, there are people who are willing to pay for infrastructure. So introduce the pay, the pay in the opt-in pro, uh, uh, program, whereby even if you are introducing the toll roads, there has to be toll roads, there has to be alternative roads, so that for those who don't want sure. to pay. Okay. But if you introduce that kind of model, then you can improve the extended for those uh, suggestions and uh, recommendations there. Uh, and uh, raising uh, an issue yeah. there uh, in uh, some of the municipalities. And uh, uh, please, I guess, uh, your response to that and then Sabuela Glega Azania. Yes, it's a very emotional issue. It's a matter that we are, we are attending to. I got that complaint. Uh, since yesterday, the office of the premier, through the advisor to the premier, has been seized with the matter. We are finding a solution. Uh, sometimes it's not easy to just uh, uh, intrude in the space of the uh, Labour Relations Act uh, matters where there's an employee-employer issue. We've got to follow certain processes on that. I know politically there's been an issue to guide some of these. Uh, yes, the issues that... Uh, uh, the allegation of that workers were too much emotional to a point of disrupting a council, a council meeting, and mm. the councillors then took a decision to follow that process of discipline through the manager. It's an issue that we have been saying uh, it must be uh, managed. Was also workers they've been there for years, they've never disrupted a single council meeting. Clearly, when people are not paid, uh, and they, they were supposed to be paid for whatever reason, and no one took responsibility to explain that. You've got to understand that uh, when you tamper with people with all the commitments they have and uh, with their salaries, you've got to actually to understand how they probably possibly can react. But we are resolving the matter. We are attending to it. Yes, it has followed through the internal processes. There is a way to arrest it. Even this evening, I was speaking to the Speaker of that municipality in the legislature as we're concluding the discussions today in the Parliament. Mm. So I was uh, talking to him about the matter. Yes, there's a process that is being followed. I want to appeal to workers to cooperate, uh, but also we don't want to create wrong precedent. Because I can tell you, uh, we are not in a banana republic. Mm. We can't create a lawlessness where people can do as they wish. If we talk about consequences, at least when people do things, they must understand that there could be consequences. But also it's equally important that people must not be provoked uh, to get in, involved in wrong things like things that might appear to be undermining the decorum of these councils, etc. But we are attending to the matter. I can assure these scholars and other people that were looking at that. These groups were two. I'm told the other group uh, of 28 simply because complied and it did all what the, the guidance was given. Those ones are back at work and there are no issues. Others mm. were reluctant to comply. So we are, want to appeal on that so that we work together collaboratively to address the problem. Yeah. Um, okay. Who is more on recommendation is really... Yes. Uh, putting more flesh on the bones sure. here, and uh, also appealing that uh, probably we increase the speed, put more impetus in attending to these issues of investment promotion, particularly in the agriculture, 
as well as in the infrastructure. You definitely have to invest in the in the infrastructure. If you talk about tourism as an mm. adventure province, uh, a, a, a province that is rich uh, on the liberation route, a province that is rich on the culture and heritage, yes. you've got to connect these sites. You've got to have a road network mm. that makes these products reachable. And uh, this is this is exactly the thing that we are working on. Mm. And MEC today was presenting in the parliament the policy speech, indicating a couple of roads that will be surfaced. We are also looking at alternative technology in that space, sure. where some of these roads that probably won't be traveling tracks. You don't have to really put a tar road which costs us almost close to 20 million a kilometer, mm. when you can put paving of about two million. Uh, for kilometer, as long as it is going to be durable and sustainable. Mm. So we are looking at various okay. options to ensure that we address this kind of a bedlock. Uh, be it schools, we mm. are really rolling out our asset programs, sure. we are building state-of-the-art schools in the deep, deep rural areas yeah. of our uh, communities. Uh, if you look at health, the NHI, beautiful mm. clinics, uh, quite comprehensive clinics that offers uh, also... Uh, uh, speciality areas. Mm. So they are happening down in the city. But I, I don't want us. Let's take this okay. pause now. And when we come back, uh, I'll want us to address uh, these issues and also take some of the other callers. Uh, you seem to be a very popular uh, man there and uh, many people wanting to speak to you. So, so what okay. we'll do, infrastructure and even uh, the issues of uh, health. We we'll also hear that uh, you also want to build uh, two more medical schools for the university of Forte and Nelson Mandela University and we'll hear some of those plans on the other side of this break. 17 minutes it is before 9pm. I'm in conversation with uh, the Premier of the Eastern Cape, uh, Premier Mabuyane, and uh, we're placing under the microscope this evening here on uh, Metro FM Talk the uh, revitalization of the province of the Eastern Cape. And uh, Petula, before we went to the break, uh, we're talking about tourism and uh, uh, agriculture in particular and uh, I would even overlay uh, the uh, issue of manufacturing there. All of those things are not possible. Integration uh, between our production and uh, processing in the province and other uh, provinces locally, but even with the export market, is not possible. If the infrastructure here to Yendlela, for instance, as a basic thing, is able to take some of those products to market. And yet we still continue to see in the province uh, uh, some tensions there between different tiers of government, be it uh, province, district, and you know the local uh, municipalities when it comes to certain kinds of roads. So you'll find, for instance, for Bufia Gwindlele, Tila, Gwindlela, Eindlela, Yet District, but Lian Indlela, Ngapa, Yet, Indlela, Kalokal, and then Lendlele, Tibansa, Indlela, Zombini, Indlela, Yet Province. How do we ensure that from an IGR and intergovernmental relations uh, perspective, that we don't burden our Abandubetu with responses that say, Hi, I owe Yam, Lena Yet District, or Lena Eka Province. Uh, and uh, one speakers, one government, and ensure that uh, we actually deliver on some of these issues uh, through a coordinated and uh, harmonious intergovernmental relations approach. Mm. But they were very frank and open to us. They're just looking for roads. Because to them, a road, whether it's it an access road or what, mm. it means that an ambulance can come in, exactly. stretch them in their deep rural areas, take them to the nearest hospital when they are sick. So the story of it's an access, it doesn't really exist. That's why as a province, we have now agreed that uh, we are intervening uh, in general in terms of making it a point that we maintain our roads, local uh, 
district or provincial by ensuring that we're going back to park on along with the buying of yellow fleet, the old public works arrangement, getting those yellow fleet attached to district so that we have got an ongoing maintenance of road on a regular basis. Uh, you know, the road in Kelazalapitan Cape, you can maintain them, you can actually uh, revamp them in, in winter, come summer rains, they're mm. all wiped out again, they were back to square one. So we've got to look at ways on how best are we putting some alternative technology to sustain the, the work of uh, maintaining roads as far as, as possible. But we're also doing a lot of work with Sandras in surfacing our roads. You can see, uh, it's in Cape, if you look at uh, these major roads, it's almost a construction site, whether it's R61, Kibini, Ngobo, and Ntata, whether it's R61, Bizana, and Pagad, etc. But also with the, this the potential of the N2 highway, which connects us to Devon, with those two uh, tallest bridges that we're talking about in, in Mtendu and in Sikaba. We're looking at more improving the road network. If you look at N2 now, in the past, you used to travel in the N2 in the same cape as if you are in another world. Mm. But when you get across Mtambuna in Bizana, Port Edward, you get into N2, that is completely different. Sure. Similarly, when you go south towards Western Cape, across the District Armour, you get into N2, that is different. But now N2 is almost... Uh, equal, uh, even within the Eastern Cape, right through, there's been a lot of work that is done on N2 to develop N2 and other couple of uh, provincial roads towards this road infrastructure we need if we talk about uh, catalyzing the economic development mm. in our province. That network is important if you need to talk about tourism, connecting cities, towns, giving them an opportunity to increase uh, the level of trade in between, etc., etc. So we we look at that as a very critical uh, issue uh, because uh, the kind of catalytic project that we're thinking about, mm. they need that uh, that uh, that infrastructure okay. uh, that connects them. Petula, so the issue, just while we're talking... Yes, uh, it's quite important yeah. that... Petula, just... Yeah, yeah. Just just talking about, I guess, the N2 there on the Wild Coast. Google, uh, which I guess yeah. is intertwined to this uh, uh, sort of road project as well and uh, also has some of the issues around mining in that area. As the provincial administration, wh- what has been your view uh, in ensuring that that issue is brought to a head? I mean, it's an issue that's been happening uh, for close now on uh, almost 20 years, uh, this impasse there between the authorities and that community there of uh, Amatiba. Uh, as the provincial administration there. Well, uh, I think we must admit that uh, some of the national projects get disrupted because of poor uh, social facilitation. Mm. Uh, that includes that project. Uh, they are intertwined, not but really uh, interrelated. These were two different projects yes, uh, yeah. from the conceptualization. The uh, the mining in Colombia was a different something altogether. When the road came in, it was also giving more opportunity to really give uh, potential of that uh, uh, investment in the area. Our attitude as a province has been clear. We need every uh, opportunity that seeks to help us to develop the province. The mining, including even in Colobin, but that cannot be imposed to people of Colobin if they are not willing. Mm. But we have been there not once, not twice uh, in, on consultation, where you have got people in a tent, all the community members sitting down, were willing to engage with government. From the king down to traditional leaders, all of them saying one thing that we want mining here. People here leave this area to Rustenburg, Zwanasburg, elsewhere, Richards Bay, 
looking for jobs. Uh, I was telling them more being up in Adal. They say to be up. They say phone them in court or Cuba. Gengle la ya introduce one girl. Ya tele kisabando. Ya kere the community. That's one problem that it has been, and it's a project that has been there for almost 18 years. And now it has actually really, really deepened the rift in the community. It's something that needed to be carefully managed. The court said, "Mario Gwenzwa, a proper consultation." With community, he caught it feel. And the proper consultation might look, might look at number of options, including many referendum. Because I was going to go to the hospital, We've been talking about the same tourism and eco uh, uh, tourism development in there for 18 years, but nothing that has happened in the area. Mm. So we're looking at that uh, com- quite comprehensively, but we agree that if Aban Basel Colombian, even if two referendum buzz Many people, community elders, sitting in a meeting with their king and their chiefs, uh, councillors, all of them saying that we wanted development in the area. But somewhere, somehow, strangely enough, there are people who have got this kind of a capacity to really blow things out of proportion and create wrong impression about government. And impose. we want a development for our people. Our people must be developed where they are. That's what we mean by rural development, okay. where the opportunities prevail. Let's get into our people and develop them where they are. Pejula Masia Venglin, Class Buya, we've got uh, two more callers uh, who would like uh, to engage you, and uh, then uh, seven minutes now it is uh, before 9 p.m. I'm in conversation under the microscope uh, with uh, the uh, Premier of the Eastern Cape, uh, Oscar Mabuyane. And uh, uh, yeah, before we take some of the calls here, I just want to go uh, to some of the tweets. And uh, Yanela there saying, Can you ask the Premier uh, about when they are going to finish the road from Kai Mouth to Eklendane Dolopin? And it's been five years now. And Malwanda uh, coming back and saying, But uh, with all of the high maladministration in our friendly uh, province, uh, how is that possible? Matandwa saying, spoke, we have spoke, we have Futumala, I guess referring to Spokas' call. Eastern Cape, Let's take some of the calls, uh, Pechula, and then, of course, we'll allow you to respond and uh, also make uh, some closing remarks as well. Amanda, Usemondia and Yatemba Fuchananga, Oxford Street, Ati Ubatandra, Yanuka, Kwa Imtaka. Aya, good evening, Aya. Evening to you. Okay. Mm, mm. 
it comes to them. To come over in Zamomche, Abana transport, I had to take it back here. Yeah, the dollar and the social workers take to a funding in Zamomche. Walking across social workers that day, and they've made a band appointment. Sure, sure. Mm. Yeah, the Amanda, the Kela, the because. Okay. with the comment. I think the case you are raise around the social workers in Zamboni and Sandin. We premier, but Recreational activities, the sporting activities. Sure. Not only the number, for sure, so by so many assistance mm. to develop these young people okay. out of the communities. Okay. Anonymous, you are on the second line. Good evening to you and our last caller for this evening. How are you, sir? I'm well, thanks. How are you? And as no man bullies in Jan because we tell you anonymous. Yes, yes, briefly, Bob. Yeah. I want to ask the, the, the Premier, sir. Um, the Premier and the, the, the rest of the government is in Cape. I feel like they, they continue in showing um, promises to, to the province and I don't think they're adding any value on, 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 the, on the issues of the hospitals in the Eastern Cape. I've once been in the hospital of the Eastern Cape last year whereby the patient was sleeping on the floor and also had family members in the city. Whenever there's an issue at that hospital, mm. they have to be transferred to MTAT. Okay. Even in Matatiele, they will have to be transferred to MTAT. Sure. Everywhere, they have to be transferred to MTAT. But there are hospitals in those areas, in such a way that the doctors in those hospitals when you get inside it, they tell you immediately, if you want your parent to die, let him be late here. Okay. And then you will see the next few weeks, you're not going to find him. Anonymous. I gave, I gave Anonymous. Just a second. Yes, no, no, but Anonymous, what we're trying to do, because we've only got uh, just over a minute left now, and yes, uh, I yes. think I want to give the Premier an opportunity, and I think you also would want uh, to uh, have the Premier having an opportunity to respond to the issue that you've yes, raised. Sir. Yeah, so yes. tell us, so that we can give uh, uh, Upechula an opportunity to respond. Is that fine? Oh, okay. All right. Uh, I was just, oh, just one. Ah, uh, we We'll have to leave it there, Anonymous. Uh, thank you so much. Pechula, and but uh, let's see what we can try and do with the remaining uh, minutes or just over a minute that we have. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will check that uh, with human settlement. I know human settlement will be recruiting uh, also more uh, social workers uh, to beef up. 